God's blessings overrides anyone's curse on your life. Yes, God's blessings overrides anyone's curse on your life. People may have put a curse on you with their mouth that you may not know about. But if you're a child of the Most High God, honoring God, and trying to live according to his commandments, no curse can override the blessings that God has for you. Nothing and no one is more powerful than God. No one or anything can go against you and succeed unless God permits it. Yeah, because God has the final say. God is the author and finisher of our faith. You know, God only God can give a person, you know, the okay or give something the okay to do what it is they may be trying to do in your life. If God's hand is on you, then his hand is on you. But if God decides to move his hand off and let something happen, he will, just like he did Job in the Bible. I don't know if you remember Job when Satan was telling God, and I'm not saying it verbatim, that nothing, you know, the only reason Job served you, you know, is because you bless him, because of the blessing that you have on his life, because of the hedge that you have around him, the protection that you have around him. And if you remove, remove that hedge of protection, that he is going to curse you, he's not going to um, serve you like he's doing now. You know, that's what Satan was telling God. And so um, God told Satan to try try Job, you know, try my servant Job. Have you tried my servant Job? And so he said, I'll take the hedge, you know, I'll take that protection from around him. You know, but don't you kill him. You can do anything you want to him, but don't kill him. So, y'all, even though Satan did everything he had to do to try to draw Job away from God, to make Job dishonor and curse God and just, you know, give up on God and not serve God anymore. Everything that Satan did to Job, Job still, he still served the Lord. He still served him. Even his wife said, you need to curse God and die. You know, Satan had all his kids died. They were all dead. Um, He took all his, his land. He took everything from him. His livestock, you know. His riches, he took everything from him. He gave him boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Even his three friends, his friends, they cursed him. They, I mean, they um said that he may have done something to God, you know, without people knowing. In order for God to, to remove the blessing and the head of protection from off his life. But that was not true. You know, sometimes God let us go through stuff, y'all, just to test our character or to build our character. To make us into who he desire us to be. So we can receive the blessing that he has for our lives. Because we may not be mature enough for it yet. We may not be strong enough for it yet. You know, we may lose it. We may fumble it. If he give it to us prematurely. And I don't just say that to y'all. I say that to myself. Because I get discouraged at times. I be like, golly, Lord. How much more I got to go through in order to get the blessing that, I, um, that you told me that I was going to have. That you spoke to me and said it was going to be for me. You know, so I get discouraged too. So people video, you know, like people, um, videos that I hear. People who, you know, make videos 
or ministers at a church or people that just get a word of God or give an inspirational word or whatever, stuff like that. If I hear an inspirational word and it um resonates in my spirit, y'all, and the Holy Spirit quicken my spirit to share it with y'all, I do. Yeah, I do to help edify and build you up in the word of God because God has the final say. Only God can permit the enemy or anything to go against you, you know, to run havoc in your life. Yeah. Just like if you read, well, I was reading um about Balak, but Balak, I think I'm pronouncing it right, y'all. King Balak in the Bible, you know, three times King Balak asked the prophet, you know, to curse Israel. The prophet Balaam, 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 I think that's how you pronounce it. The prophet Balaam. But Balaam obeyed God. He didn't do what the um what what the king wanted. He couldn't help it. <laughs> he wanted to. He was trying to. But he kept blessing them. He kept blessing Israel instead of cursing them. He kept giving them blessings. Instead of cursing them. Like I said, when God has a blessing for you, can't nothing override it. If that's a blessing that God has for you, can't nothing override it. The devil may detour it. He may delay it. You know, he may hold up the process and stuff. But whatever God has for you, the blessing that God has for you, for your life, is for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, out the ESV, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Yeah, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Yeah, y'all. And Ephesians 6, 11 out of the ESV is put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Yeah, because the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour, y'all. Yeah, he is not up to nothing new. He's still up to the same old tricks, just doing them different ways on different people. Oh, yeah. He has so many schemes and plots for the people of God, for God's children, you know, to make you second guess God and stuff. Yeah, but if you read like, you know, Numbers, chap- um, numbers chapters um, 22, 23, 24, that's, you know, you can learn about King ba- Balak and um, the prophet Baal, Balaam. I'm a girl, y'all I'm pronouncing it wrong, but read numbers. <laughs> 22, 23, 24. I was reading something on um, you know, Godquestions.org. I like reading that. And it was talking about, you know, Balak, he was a king of Moab who appeared in the Old Testament in Numbers. 22 through 24. Um, you know, when he um, about the journey of the Israelites, you know, the Israelites' journey to the promised land, Moab, the land of Balak, ruled. 
So lay on the east side, which lay on the east side of the Dead Sea. As the Israelites traveled to Canaan, their reputation preceded them. And the Moabites, the Moabites were well aware of the miracles that had accompanied Israel's exodus from Egypt. The inhabitants of the cities in Israel's path knew God was on the Israelite sides. So, you know, it was saying right here that King Balak had witnessed the Israelites' destruction of the Amorites and the entire region of Moab grew afraid as the Israelites approached. If you read Numbers 22, 2 through 3, when the Israelites encamped in the territory that had once been Moab's, the king decided it was time to act. Balak and the elders of Moab colluded with the neighboring Midianites to summon a prophet named Balaam to put a curse on God's people. You know, verse 6. Ironically, Balaam went to God and asked him for guidance before he would agree to Balak's plan. God, God's answer to Balaam was, of course, a resounding no. You know, in verse 12. Following God's command, Balaam refused Balak's offer, but Balak would not be put off. He sent even more powerful men and sweetened the deal to tempt Balaam, ba Baal, Balaam into agreeing to the plan, you know, in verse 15. Balaam eventually set out to meet Balak, and during his journey, the famous incident of talking to donkeys occurred. God's message to Balaam that he should not curse the Israelites. You know, if you read Numbers um, 22 through, well, 22nd chapter, 21 through 35 verses. Yeah. When Balaam, when Balaam stood before Balak, the king likely believed he had won and that the Israelites would soon be cursed. But instead of cursing the Israelites, Balaam blessed them Three times, Balak's anger, bur anger burned against um, Baal, Balaam. Yeah, if you read Numbers 24, 10. And he sent Balaam away without a reward. Balak's, Balak's plot to curse Israel through a hired prophet failed. But that was not the end of the Moabite opposition. Later, the men of Israel were judged. For, for by God, yeah, were judged by God for idolatry and committing fornication with Moabite women. If you read Numbers 25, 1 through 9. As it turned out, this was a result of a plot from Balaam and Balak to corrupt Israel from within. Yeah, see Revelation 2, 14. Yeah, so they saying... What can we learn from this story, y'all? First of all, it is important to recognize Israel's place as God's chosen people. He has promised. God has promised to bless those who bless, bless them and curse those who curse them. Yeah. Genesis 12, 3. Y'all, King Balak of Moab chose to curse Israel, but the curses were thwarted and turned into the blessings of 
in Balaam's mouth. God's ultimate plan is to bring the remnant of Israel to himself during the future seven-year tribulation. Yeah, if you see more in Romans 11.26 and Jeremiah 33.8. Look, second, Balak's story is a wonderful proof of God's sovereignty over all. No plans made by men, even the most powerful and influential men, will prosper without the Lord's permission. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19.21, y'all. So like I was saying, from the beginning, God's blessings overrides anyone's curses in your life. No matter what people do to put a curse on you through it, if they curse you with their mouth, if they just have a curse, if they plotting up, conjuring some type of black magic witchcraft, any kind of satanic ritual, any type of curse, y'all, speaking against you, Y'all rebuke that and cover yourself in the blood of Jesus because God will not give them the victory. The only way they be able to do something to you is if God just decides to move his hand. But no curse can override the blessings that God has for your life. Nothing and no one is more powerful than God. No one or anything can go against you and succeed unless God permits it to. Because God has a final say, y'all. God's blessings overrides anyone's curse on your life. So I prophesy that word over you in your life. God's blessings overrides anyone's curse on your life. In Jesus' name, I pray the Lord give you a hear to hear in the heart to receive this word, whomever this word is for, this prophetic word, whoever it's for. Yeah, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you peace. So if you don't know the Lord and you want to get to know him, you want to try to live for him, I'm going to say this and you repeat it after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, known, unknown, thought, deed, and word. Decrease me and increase you and me, Abba. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. So if you said that, you need to go to Holy Ghost Spirit Field. Bible reading church so you can get fully baptized under the water so that old man could die under that water. When you raise about that water, the new creation of Christ will be you. But the enemy will keep attacking you because you gave your life to Christ. So you got to get with other believers, get in that word of God so he can keep you edified and build up in his word, you know, keep you strong with that, that living water on the inside of you, the word to fight the enemy because he is going to attack you. So just, if you would, check out my YouTube channel. You can get some of those YouTube videos, the Word of God inside the Spirit. Oh, yeah. And share this podcast link with your friends and family so they can get this Word in their spirit as well. Have a happy and blessed Thanksgiving tomorrow, y'all. God willing. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make His face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you peace. Until the Holy Spirit quickens my spirit with something else. Amen, y'all, and amen.